0: Okay, let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got MLB Weekly Recap. College football is finally back. We're going to dive into what games to be keeping an eye out for this week and week for official week one. Now I'm going to be talking about all about week zero and and, and all and more. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 90 of Benny in the Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. We are. Crazy enough, coming up to episode 100, um, I want to do something special for it, but at the same time, I might hold off on episode, on the special, uh, being I'm going to be in a bit of a chaotic situation between September and October, but I definitely want to do something special. If you guys have any ideas of what I should do for a 100th episode, or late special for the hundred episode. We'll see how it plays out. Uh let me know. Live comment live live chat comments wherever uh or however whatever comment section let me know. I'm really uh curious cause uh I want to try to do something for a hundred episodes. Crazy to be saying we're almost a hundred episodes in. Uh there is a crazy hectic day in baseball aside from there's games going on. There were like a whole bunch of people caught. Harrison Bader gone. Josh Donaldson gone. Giolito, Renfro, Grichuk, Crump. Like a whole bunch of players were just out of the blue cut by their team. And it was just like crazy to be seeing uh, all unfold in one day. Oh, yeah. And Carlos Carrasco also gone from the Mets. Like, I haven't seen this much in one day in a long time. Angels specifically was Gielito, Renfro, Grichuk, Moore, Matt Moore, and Reynaldo Lopez. Luke's Gielito had to run for Randall Grichuk, so just crazy. Uh, before we dive into baseball though, college football is officially mainly week one, not counting week zero. Back last week, technically back with week zero, but nothing really to talk about. Uh, key matchups I will highlight for this week. Um, as in like which really the first few weeks aren't usually a lot, uh, being it's usually like the out-of-conference games are like good team against bad team. Uh, but there's actually an in-conference game this week, and it is for Ohio State. They kick off their season against Indiana, which has sometimes been an interesting game over the more recent years. So that's something I would keep an eye out for maybe. Um, otherwise... Let's see, anything else? LSU-Florida State, that's going to be on Sunday, actually. Ohio State-Indiana is going to be on Saturday. Uh, LSU-Florida State, Sunday. Uh, but otherwise, really nothing crazy to highlight. Um, I will go over like key big upsets that happened. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we'll see. Uh, and just to, to go over... Uh, before I wrap up the college football section, the, uh, preseason rankings that came out, uh, I focus on the AP poll. I'm not really going to cover the AP poll, uh, any Bulls, uh, polls until the college football playoff polls come out, which apparently is going to be starting on Halloween, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, until that gets released, I'm not really going to focus on the rankings. I'll mention them in the match, but that's best it. But the preseason rankings: Georgia's 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Alabama 4, LSU 5, USC 6, Penn State 7, Florida State 8, Clemson 9, Washington 10, Texas 11, Tennessee 12, Notre Dame 13, Utah 14, Oregon 15, Kansas State 16. Uh, TCU seventeen, Oregon State eighteen, Wisconsin nineteen, Oklahoma twenty, North Carolina twenty one, Ole Miss twenty two, Texas A&M twenty three, Tulane twenty four, and Iowa twenty five. Those are the preseason rankings. Uh, but officially, college football is back this weekend. Uh, finally, good and happy to say. And then not only that, but also next week, pro football's back. Regular season finally. Which is also going to be saying. Uh, I do want to actually throw in pro football for a moment. The Browns made a move that partly makes sense, but part of me had me spinning my head. Cade York, their kicker since last year, they drafted in the fourth round, has been up and down and up and down and up and down, and especially in this preseason. And he needed to get some sort of competition to get a kick in the tuchus. Uh, just to get try to get things back up in the right direction, which, uh, and they didn't sign anyone prior to the third preseason game or fourth for them, third preseason week, fourth for them as they play in the Hall of Fame game, um. And then they got traded for one right after the last preseason game against Kansas City where they lost by one, where a game-winning field goal was blown blocked. Which, okay, makes sense to get a new kicker, but my thought was it would be to kick Cade York and give him a wake-up call. Brown's like, no, nope, not at all. We're cutting Cade York. Dustin Hopkins, who they got from the Chargers for like a seventh-round pick, is our new kicker. That surprised me. I thought like Cade York would at least be given a kick and a jolt to maybe try to get better before cutting, but Browns were like, nope, we're cutting. Maybe there's something we don't know that the Browns do, but it's just kind of odd for multiple reasons. One, they've cut already like three players from their 2022 draft. Not a good thing. Two, Kate Kevin Stefanski was with the Minnesota Vikings at the time when they cut Daniel Carlson – who had sucked for Minnesota, and look what he became with Oak, uh, Oakland slash Vegas. And you could run into that issue with Kate York. I don't hope so, and Browns probably don't. But, I mean, you never know these days, especially with uh, Carlson's case. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, it was definitely time for the Browns to at least get competition. Just surprised it's not competition. Is legitimately the new kicker. Uh, but we'll see what happens, and yeah. Uh, but I'll get into Week 1 predictions uh, for, in next episode. All right, MLB Weekly Recap. Let's get right into it. So, Andy is a two-homer game, led the Tigers over the Cubs 8-6. Nine-run eighth leads the Rays over the Rockies 12-4. Anthony Santander, oh, yeah. I was at Orioles Blue Jays uh, last Thursday at or- in Camden Yards. Uh, the story of the game was basically... Dean Kramer going six shutout innings, masterful performance. Uh, even Kevin Gosman pitched a good game, but at the end of the day, uh, Anthony Sandander homer twice and a five-run eighth uh, behind me. Blue Jays deciding to pinch hit uh, Alejandro Kirk for Kevin Biggio, who was robbed of a home run that would have made it 2-1 to one in the top of the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, Jansen made mistakes that was a part of the five-run inning, and the Orioles' 7 nothing win over the Blue Jays. Aaron Judge's three-run game ended a nine-game losing streak for the Yankees and a 9-1 win over the Nationals. Six-run third leaves the Red Sox over the Astros 17-1. Parker Meadows' first Major League home run was walk-off through and homer off Ryan Presley in a Tigers' 4-1 win over the Astros. Bo Naylor became first Canadian... To Homer in first at bat north of the border via solo home run in third and a Guardians 5-2 win over the Blue Jays he's part of Cleveland for context. Nick Allen had a four-hit game, including a solo home run in the seventh, leading Oakland over the White Sox 12-4. And Jordan Wicks, who was the Cubs first round pick in 2022, 21st pick, made his major league debut Saturday, going getting the win, giving up going five innings giving up two hits, one earned run, one walk, nine strikeouts, including five in a row, first Cub to do so in Major League debut since 1920 in a Cubs 10-6 win over the Pirates. Also, first Cubs pitcher has set down 15 straight in the expansion era since 1961 and is also fourth Cubs starting pitcher to record nine-plus strikeouts in Major League debut since Dutch Ruther in 1917, Mark Pryor in 2002, and Thomas Diamond in 2010. I have no idea. Who Rooter or Diamond are, but I definitely know who Mark Pryor is. Julio Rodriguez became the fastest player in Mariners history He reached 50 career home runs via two-run homer of the fifth, 256th game over Alex Rodriguez in 269 who did in 269 games. The Mariners 15 win over the 15 to two win over the Royals. Mariners also had seven homers in this game. Four-run ninth lead Texas over Minnesota, ending an eight-game losing streak. Six-two. Moogie Betts' two-two-run home, homer in sixth, was first home run against the Red Sox since being traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers seven-four win over the Red Sox. Astro Houston seven-run eighth leads them over the Tigers seventeen four. Corbin Carroll became fourth rookie to twenty forty season twenty home runs, forty stolen bases season with since with Mike Trout in twenty twelve. Pinchel Page in 1977 and Tommy A. G. in 1966 and his first Arizona Diamondback to do so not as a, well, the last guy to do it, not as a rookie, since Eric Burns in 2007. With the 7-6 Rangers loss, blowing a 5-0 lead and Seattle 3-2 win over the win, they officially claimed a tie for first place. Now they are officially in first place uh, by tonight, not including what happened today. Four-run first leads the Brewers over the Cubs 6-2. to Jose Altuve hit for the cycle in his first Astro to do so since Brandon Barnes on July 19, 2013. And with a Grand Slam home run in back-to-back games between Texas and Cleveland, Maurice uh, Lewis is first Twins player to do so and first in the MLB since Luis Urias earlier in the season. And Johan Oviedo had a complete game shot for Pittsburgh yesterday. Giving up two hits, two walks, and five strikeouts in the Pirates five and nothing win over the Royals. That's the notes part of this ep- of the recap. Standings update for AL East, Orioles still in first place at 82 and 49, followed by the 80-52 Blue Jays, Rays, who are two and a half back. For the Central, the twins are in first place 69-63, followed by the 62 and 70 Guardians seven games back, followed by the Tigers at 59, 72, nine and a half games back. Seattle in first place, to 75 and 56, the bit one of the big shift, the big shift in the uh, main standings this since last episode. They're 75, 56, followed by 74 and 50, 74 and 57 Rangers who are a game back, and 75 and 58 Astros who are also a game back. NL East Braves are at first place at 85 and 45. NL Central, Brewers in first place, 74-57. and 57, followed by the Cubs at 69-62, five games back. followed by the Reds at 68-65, seven games back. And then the NLS is just the Dodgers in first place at 81-49. and 49. I obviously am not including teams that are 10-plus games back. And then for the wild card standings, the Rays are five and a half games ahead in first place. Five by the Rangers and the Astros. Hold on one second. Something does seems a little bit up, so I just wanna check something before Might make sense, but I just wanna make sure. Nope, never mind, it's up that's correct. Uh with none any games ahead, Blue Jays in fourth. Two and a half games back at 72 and 60. Followed by the Red Sox at 69-63, five and a half games back. For the NL Card standings, Phillies are in first place 73 and 58, 4.5 games ahead. Followed by the Cubs who are half a game back ahead. Followed by the Dimebacks, who are neutral at 69-63. Followed by the 68 and 63 half game back San Francisco Giants. Reds are a half game back, a game and a half back. Followed by the Marlins at sixty six and sixty five, two and a half games back. Followed by the Padres at sixty two and seventy seven games back. Followed by the Nationals at sixty one and seventy one, eight games back. Followed by the Mets at sixty and seventy two, nine games back. Uh, the rest of scheduled for tonight of games I have not started yet: A's at Mariners at nine forty, Reds at Giants at nine forty five, Do- Diamondbacks at Dodgers at ten ten. And as for games that are going on at the moment, uh, Phil, the Cubs are up 1-0 over the Brewers' bottom two. They have a runner on with two outs. Angel, Phillies are up over the Angels' to eight, 11-5 to in the top of the eighth. Cubs game just got to the, went to the third inning. Uh, Raisin are leading the Marlins 7-2, top seventh. The Yankees have... Are up four nothing, hanging to the bottom of the ninth over the Tigers. White Sox and Orioles are tied at one, bottom six. Five one Nationals over the Blue Jays, middle six. The Astros are up over the Red Sox, three to one, top sixth. The Rangers are up over the Mets, one nothing in the moment, top seven. The Guardians are over are up over the Twins, two to nothing. The Padres are up over the Cardinals, three to one. Sorry about that. Uh, top four, the Pirates and Royals are scoreless through three, and then the Braves and Rockies are scoreless at the moment, bottom one, but the Rockies have one on with two out. That is this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. Uh, well, Hold on, actually. I don't know why I almost jumped to the outro before without the music. Uh, but that is it for the MLB part of this episode. Let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Benny Booth Podcast. And on next week's episode, we'll be have I and mean, will be weekly recap, which hopefully by then I might start getting magic numbers for teams to clinch spots for the wildcard division. We'll have college football week one recap and week two preview, we'll have college NFL week one predictions and more. If you're new on YouTube, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave the notification comments to notify when I go live and or post a video. If you're new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit those notifications buttons to notify when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I'll see you in next week's episode, episode 91. Bye-bye.